Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. It's Pauline. Today I am with Florence, author of Expat Wife Happy Life and also a serial expat who lives throughout five continents. So we're going to talk about the different challenges of being uh, an expat and how Florence also tackled all these different moves and countries. Hi Florence, how are you? Hi Pauline, thank you for having me. Well, tell, thank you for jumping on. Uh, great to have you. So you're in um, you're in Switzerland right now, but where do you live full time? Yes, I'm uh, right now. I'm in Switzerland for the Christmas period, but right. I'm now based in Dubai. In Dubai, okay. Different temperature mm. there. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> So maybe you can introduce yourself uh, briefly and give us a big, bit of your, your background before we move into your expat journey. Yeah, with pleasure. So I've been expat for 25 years. I'm uh, originally uh, from Switzerland. That's where I've done my studies and uh, where my family lives. Right. And at the age of uh, 25, I followed my boyfriend to Africa. Oh. And yeah, and that was my first expatriation uh, country, my first experience. And hmm. since then, we've been living around the world. So we started in Africa and then we went to Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, the Philippines. Oh. And then we moved to Dubai, but at the time, my husband actually um, was working in Pakistan and lately in India. So that's where we had a, a different situation, a different um, expatriation experience. Right. So interesting. A lot of different countries, continents and cultures uh, then going from Africa to Asia, South America and back to Asia, but also... I guess Dubai and Pakistan are very different to the Philippines also. Yes, absolutely. So maybe let's go back to the beginnings and how this first move with your boyfriend came up. Moving to Africa when you're 25 is probably not the, the easiest. It sounds very exciting, but can you give us a bit more detail of how it came up and also your thought process around it? Yes, um, actually, what happened is I really left totally out of love at the time. I knew it was really the man of my life. And um, when he came up to me and said, you know what, I've been uh, offered a job in Africa, he was ab actually absolutely not, absolutely not planning to take me with him. Um, he thought that I would <clears throat> never be uh, able to cope with everything that was going to come up. But um, no, I, I, I was super curious. I really wanted to try. I really wanted to see what's life as an expatriate. And uh, I decided to follow him. So um, I left my job. I left my family. I left my friends. And uh, off I went to Cotonou. Cotonou is in Benin. So that's the, that was my luck, actually, at the time. 
the language was the same. So I arrived right. in a country where the culture was really different, but the language was the same. So that helped me a lot. And yeah, we were young at the time. I had no children, so I could only think about myself and uh, what I wanted for myself. And maybe that's why the first move was easier than I think if I would have moved with children. And it's a, it's a completely different scenario as well. Yeah. Well, you have more to think about when you have children and you're moving. I guess you're more planning yes, for your absolutely. children than for yourself. <laughs> yes, I think the choice at that time is less uh, spontaneous. And uh, yeah. that's why I think at every stage in your expatriation, you need to uh, think differently. Um, so every move is anyway different from each other. Right. Every move is different, but there are things that you pick up, I guess, from one move to the other that makes it slightly easier for certain points, but you're going to have new challenges. Absolutely. You're completely right. Uh, I think at one point you just put a pattern in place so you know more or less through what you're going to go through, but uh, with different elements. And so mm. emotions, a difference. You're saying for each move, emotions are going to be different mm -hmm. in, in what way? And maybe it's probably in a good and in a, in a bad way, but what can people expect maybe? So I think the first big emotion that you have when you first come in a, in, in a new country is certainly the loneliness. You feel, mm. um, you feel a bit lost. You don't really know where to go to meet people what to do with your life, um, maybe in terms of occupation, uh, also if you if you uh, like a sport or something, you, you, you're wondering where to meet people having the same passion. So it's, it's you know, you, this phase is, I think any country you go, you have these first yeah. few weeks where you feel that way. And then, obviously, you know what you did from the previous expatriation. <laughs> and then you can, from one, from one expatriation to another, I think you, you, you know where to go more easily. You, you go out of your comfort zone easier. So that's, that's what you learn from previous experience and you take with you to next experiences, for example. Right. When you move without kids and with kids... The first experience, for example, I was only thinking about myself and what I'm going to do with my life daily. Of course, you feel more lonely than if you have your family or, I mean, your kids. Mm. But when you move with your kids, then you have to, you, you, you're really thinking of the others much more than on yourself. You're right. thinking of the school. Is the school, the curriculum going to be the one that the kids going to be comfortable with? Um, are they going to find uh, new friends? Are they going to integrate themselves, mingle? How are they going to cope with the new languages? So all those new things obviously are, are heavy on yourself. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean with uh, different emotions, different situations. And sometimes, which is what is really interesting, is to see that as a wife, you're super happy to move and you really uh, feel comfortable in the new country. And suddenly it's maybe your husband who has more difficulties to integrate oh. because maybe the work is not exactly what 
they were expecting or maybe they don't integrate as much as easily that they were integrated with the previous team so it's it's interesting because um, every situation can be completely different for each of us yeah yeah it's 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 funny what you're talking about the couple how uh, one partner can live it completely different to the other and in most interviews, what I've heard is it was often more difficult for the uh, the wife who was following the husband, but not the other way. What you're saying that sometimes it actually can be the husband who has more difficulty to to integrate and find their their balance. It's 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 nice to bring it up and see that. Well, yeah, on the other side, it can mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. it can be tough also. Yeah, absolutely. And this is maybe why, um, you know, in my book, I also, so there are are two important things in my book. First, obviously, I'm sharing life in expatriation, because this is really my expertise. And this is really what I liked, I wanted to share with with the large public. But I also have a big part, which is coaching, because I'm also an expat coach. And and actually, at the end of each of, uh, at the end of each chapters, I have three powerful questions that are inviting my my reader to reflect on the themes, on the emotion that I'm sharing in each chapter. And this is exactly why uh, thinking of those of all uh, of us women that are sometimes wondering if it's the right choice to go on expatriation. Is it really what they want for themselves for their family um, yeah. and 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 those questions really help you, the reader to think about expatriation from their own perspective from the situation from their own perspective so it's quite an interactive uh, book as well it's not only mm. reading a story it's really um, looking at expatriation from your own perspective as well yeah and I think that's something that's very difficult at least for myself I found difficult when I was abroad to actually reconnect with what I was really feeling and sort of put aside maybe what I had imagined or what I thought Mm -hmm, I wanted mm -hmm. and sometimes it's all about Mm -hmm. making that difference between your intuition and how you actually feel in one place versus Mm -hmm. what you said you were going to do and what you imagine that you want, that you want maybe to live in a city in France versus living in in Ireland, but maybe you actually feel better in Ireland or vice versa. And mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. very that subtlety of just reconnecting and understanding exactly how you feel versus what you think you want is is a little bit difficult. Yeah, I think this is why we always say that in expatriation you need to reinvent yourself. Because it's difficult to to compare from one country to another because mm. every move I I I made, of course you take your experience with you, but you can never compare from one country no. to another. You will never find the same things. You will adapt what you like to what they offer, but you need to be open minded. You need to be ready to change to change everything you have in your life somehow of course you will keep your values because your fa- your values are really what is your is your red line and mm. this is what makes you 
keeping who you are. But out of that, the attitude is super important. That's what I, I wanted to say. The attitude that you have to be open to new things. And, and that's why it's super important to trust your instinct, you know? Yeah. When, when I left for Africa, I was really trusting my instinct. I thought, okay, that's the right person. If, if it doesn't work, I can still come back. But trusting your, your instinct, going out there, uh, connecting with people, you know, asking around you what to do, where to go, learn the language, the culture, really to immerse yourself, sharing your feelings, talk with your partner, communicate what you feel, when you feel it. That's super important. You will find friends that are becoming like family, people that really going to understand you, feel the same. You have to try anything without any prejudice. And, and you will adapt to your new roles at the beginning. The, I mean, for example, again, when I left as a single, I was, I was like, a, I was the girlfriend, but then I became the spouse and the mother. And then I was organizing <laughs> all lives. And then this came and this life uh, led me to being an expat coach and now even a writer, so right. <laughs> which which no one would have thought so. But uh, I think you really take your your life in your hands and um, you have the courage of doing new things always. And this is everything about attitudes. And I believe it's yeah, the attitude to the opportunities and not being afraid yeah. of looking in a different direction to what you would normally have gone through if you'd stayed in your home country absolutely just don't overthink yeah go for it <laughs> one life live it yeah I, I i like the aspect about not overthinking and just go going with it and adapting and i think it's something that we learn how to do as expats but that is always very difficult on the first on the first go at least because we're not used to it mm -hmm. We're not used to it, but I think it's really something that you developed. And I think being an expat, it's a, it's it's a chance actually that 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 it's giving to you, mm. because suddenly you don't have any opinions around you anymore. Yeah, if you stay in your in your city with your family, of course people know you or think they know you, so they will give you some recommendation or they would say you really think you can do that? No, honestly, who are you to do that? But if yeah. you're not in this environment anymore, sometimes you do think just by, by, by courage and you think, okay, I mean, when I decided to write my book, I think if I would have shared that with many people, they would have said, writing a book, really? But <laughs> at the time, I just, I just shared that with my husband and he was so supportive and he's always very supportive. And I think this is my luck in the whole life that I, I had because being expat and being with the right person obviously changes everything. Yeah, as you, you, you need to work as a team. Very much, very much. And that's where communication is super, super important from day one. And you know, yeah. I remember when I left when I left for Africa, I was talking about loneliness. And you know, he was working from eight to twelve, coming back for lunch, mm. luckily, and go back from three to eight. And and 
every night I was asking him, how was the work? What did you do? Share with me your emotions and everything. Of course, at the beginning, for him, it was very boring to, to, to share everything. But for me, <laughs> it was a survival. I needed. Otherwise, I would have feel completely by myself, abandoned. And for me, it was really my, my link to this expat life. And that's how right. I could survive at the beginning until I knew people, had my activities and everything. But that was really super important at the beginning. And then every single country, it was the same need for me. Right. So you said you said you became a coach, but in the different countries were you working? Okay, no, actually, you know, Africa, Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, I was always uh, looking for new opportunities. And right. uh, I was... Because, you know, most of the, the countries, you don't have a working visa as a spouse. Mm. So that's yes. something that's something it's difficult, to be discussed. Yeah. It's difficult. So I always had to find other activities. I usually used my background, which was uh, PR and communication. So I tried to use it in different ONG and things like this. But then I was I, I discovered much more things that I love to do in terms of creativity. Um, and, and so I had nice activities in different countries. But no, I never had a real job eight to five. Okay. No. Let's uh, go back a little bit to the different countries. So they're all very different and you probably moved at different stages of your life also. But what would be maybe a couple of highlights from one or two of the the countries. I know we can't compare them, of course, and we can't compare the move, but if you have mm. any that come to mind. In every single country, I made amazing encounters. <laughs> and, and that's really, really what's... First of all, and this is one of the reasons actually I wrote my book, is that I really, really wanted to thank all those people that I met during my expat life. Because all of these people, and I'm sure they will recognize themselves through the book, I really became the person I am today. Uh, right. And, and, you know, when during the expatriation, of course, I wasn't able to tell them, you know what, you're going you're gonna to be so... Um, so important to me for my for my growing journey. Of course, at the yeah. time I couldn't tell them, but today, when I look back at my at my life, I can see that every single person really planted a seed, and uh, and those encounters have been amazing for me. And I think this is the the, the, the one of the most highlights of my uh, of my expatriation. Okay. So, yeah, meeting new people. Meeting people, uh, discovering myself, that yeah. was super important. Um, you know, trusting yourself, doing things, as I was mentioned earlier, you know, take the courage and do things going out of your comfort zone. I think right. that's, yeah, I, I really became the person I wanted to be. And I'm wondering if I would have not been an expert, if I would be this person today. I don't think we we would have evolved the same way if we hadn't gone abroad. I think everyone would have taken a different direction if they Absolutely. would have stayed home. And also because you wouldn't have met the same people. You're saying they had a big influence in your life and helped you become the person you are. Um, I think it all comes Absolutely. down to 
part the environment and the people you're you're surrounded with so it doesn't mean you would have been a less better person but just different absolutely exactly exactly i, I certainly be, would be as happy as a, that i am today but from a totally uh, different angle okay i'd like to touch a little bit on the challenges uh, we we mentioned the loneliness at first when you arrive and the fact that you have to be very open-minded to make your expectation better or at least happy and to be able to encounter these people that may change your your your, your life and make your whole expatriation experience amazing. Are there any other big challenges that you you think most expats go through? Um, yes, I think, but I, I think there is one big um, challenge that um, people don't really talk about, but I think a lot of women are, um, even I can say, suffering about, of, it's maybe the, the money issue. Because ah. once, yeah, once you leave, actually, suddenly you become dependent of your partner. Yeah. And I think, well, lately with the book and people were coming back to me and this is one of the, of the um, uh, feedback that I could have. And that's one of the issues that women usually, and I talk women because I had most women coming to talk about yeah. this subject with me. So that's what usually women share with me is that for them it's difficult to always need to think about um, what they're going to spend how they're going to spend it and I think if the money is for the house for the home for your children you don't really you're always ready to spend it but when yeah. it comes to you then you start thinking double thinking and yeah. that's the subject which is a bit desagréable um, um yeah a bit more uncomfortable and uncomfortable, difficult thank you yeah. and difficult and that's where i think it's quite important to have important discussions with your partner before leaving in expatriation yeah there are there are some subjects that really need to be uh, talked before leaving on expatriation and then decide if really uh, expatriation is the right decision for you and you know better say no before mm. when you really talked about all the points with your partner with the organization then arriving on the other side and realizing that actually expatriation is not for you because the cost is huge for you and for mm. the company yeah so what would be sort of that checklist in a way to go through before well, that's a very interesting question because I think it's 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 really it's really a reflection on yourself and thinking what you really want for your life and for as I was saying before, for your family, for your life, uh, your vision of your career, um, discussing maybe with your husband if you're always going to be the one following or if at one point you will exchange the roles. Uh, you know, everybody sees their life in a different way. But I think it's the, the, the main fact, I think, is the discussion, knowing what the other expect from each other. No surprise later. Mm. 
just bring up the subjects and not being ashamed. It's I think it's really courageous to bring up the the subjects. Yeah. And and at least you know where you go and you know when you discuss with someone and you get it out of your heart, the rest is the rest is much easier. We all have this experience, no? When you yeah. tell to someone what you feel, it makes the 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 the, the situation much um, lighter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's a mutual understanding of what one is feeling and uh, how it can be, how some things can be perceived. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I really believe that saying no, it's not a failure is really a, a mark of courage. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that expatriation is not always a good thing or it's not, it's not always the best for everyone. And we have a bit of this view that expectation is a big adventure, that yes, it's going to be hard, but you're going to have so many highlights and meet so many people. But sometimes it's just not the right choice at this time of your life and it's not going to go well. Absolutely. I think every individual is unique. And uh, we all have our own perspective on every situation. And this really comes from our backgrounds, our education, the culture and more personal experiences. So, as you say, I think it's it's when you can really think about what you want to do with your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that introspection. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's really ask yourself the right questions, questions that are directly connected to your beliefs and your needs. And um, and that's, again, the reason why, actually, I thought it was important to ask those questions in my book, um, to ask those powerful questions that really invite the reader to think about the theme, um, the emotion, the situation. Um, so... This book is really aimed to encourage uh, future expats to think about the situation for their point of view. Okay. So, yeah, the, um, a little bit of understand where you're at, what you need for yourself, for your for your couple, and list those things and be able to express yourself a bit of a tool toolkit. Absolutely. My objective with this book is really to encourage, reassure, self-reflect, it's, it really covers both the psychological and the practical aspect of the life in expatriation. This book is, is about facing challenges expat life offers, but is also transforming oneself and growing. Right. Yeah, and I think you grow a lot. Yeah, and I think in this book, I, I really shared um, my experiences with passion and realism. I gave some tips and um, and some guidelines to make it right as well. Right. And what was that aha moment that made you say, I need to write a book about this? <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> uh, I love it because, you know, it really came from one day to the other. Actually, I have to tell you that I never thought I would write a book. But suddenly... <laughs> stars aligned and and suddenly I thought you know what I really okay I was in Dubai so it was March last year so it was not even a year ago Hmm. and um, I really realized that I was gonna go in a new phase the phase that my 
expat life is almost finished and I'm going to start actually a new life, which is the one that you stay in one place forever because my husband <laughs> is obviously a bit at the end of his career and Dubai okay. might become our final posting somehow. And then I thought, no, I really have to share this amazing life and I really want to encourage more women and men as well because now you know that men are following mm. uh, more and more their their, their partners as well. Yeah. And I really wanted to encourage expats to embrace this amazing life. So that's one of the reasons. The other reason, as I told you, is I really wanted to thank all my friends that was super important to me i wanted obviously also to leave a legacy to my kids and that's very <laughs> funny because i realized that a lot of people want to leave a legacy so i thought that was quite funny as well and um and then i i was reading in a book wrote from a, a friend of mine that she could write this book because she was supported, I mean, guided from uh, from a book coach. Right. And then I realized a book coach. And obviously in this world, coach came to me and I say, I know that you can realize your dreams with a coach because he will only guide it, but you can go as far as you want, as long as you, as you put part of yourself, no? Mm. So I called that book coach and I said, you know what? I mean, English is not my first language, as you can hear. I never wrote a line, but the content is 100% on my heart. I have everything. Yeah. 25 years of expertise, I have it. And she, she told me, well, you know what? Actually, that's the only thing you need. And she told me, in 12 weeks, you're, you're going to write your book. That's and really short. It's very, <laughs> it's very short, but it happened. I mean, mm. she, she bet. I mean, and I knew she, she already, uh, she already uh, uh, launched more than 200 authors. So I knew she could do that. So I trust her. She trusted me. We wrote together. We started March 13, 5th of June. The manuscript was finished wow. during summer edition the cover, the title, everything went out. And October 8th, the day of my 50th birthday, <laughs> the book was out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Amazing story. I love yeah. this story. <laughs> and that's exactly what I, why I love expatriation, because I just tried and it happened and it worked. Mm. And in expatriation, you know what? Everything you try at the end, it happens. Everything is going to, going to be okay. And that's also <laughs> one of the objectives of my book is really to tell my readers that at the end, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> Very nice. Positive notes to, to end this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it was funny uh, how you said, I think this might be my last posting. It was actually a question I was going to have do you mm -hmm. see yourself continue continuing uh, abroad after 25 years? And so do you have a bit of a, an apprehension for the next step of maybe coming back? Absolutely. Big yeah. apprehension. <laughs> because until now, you know, I've been moving every four or five years. Usually the posting are between three and five years. So I knew that okay. every 
every three, five years, something new is going to happen in my life. It was for sure, it was planned. And suddenly I don't have anything planned anymore. Mm. And, and, and for me, it became very easy to move. Yeah. So now the difficulty is, is going to be not to move anymore. <laughs> of course. And yes, so it's a big apprehension to me. And writing this book, it was a bit of a therapy for me. Yeah. No, because I completely, yeah, I completely understand. For, for myself, I, I created the, this podcast av after coming back home, after ending my expatriation a bit abruptly. And same, it was a way for me to stay connected to the expat world and also look back on my experience through these interviews. I totally feel what you're saying, because before writing the book, I was thinking, okay, which medium I'm going to use? Is it a podcast? Is it a blog? Is it a book? And you choose the podcast and I choose yeah. the book. But actually the <laughs> feeling you see is exactly the same. Yeah, the, need, the, same. the need you had and the need I had were exactly the same. And yes, my book is really to, to stay connected to this amazing community, which is the expert life. And, yeah. and, and it really works because I have so many feedbacks and people writing back to me, loving the books, commenting on the books, uh, being touched. So, yes, it's, I mean, the objective is completely obtained. Or aimed, yeah, fulfilled. <laughs> okay. Okay, so your main tips, a lot of communication. Think about yourself, introspection, what your wants are, what your needs are, and being open to any mm -hmm, opportunity. Mm -hmm. Great. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and the book is Expat Wife, Happy Life. Before we close this episode, I want to jump on the recommendations piece. Of, mm -hmm. So you're living in Dubai. We haven't talked a lot about Dubai, but um, I think it was more interesting to really talk about your book and more the practical tips but within Dubai what would be your recommendations for one bar one restaurant and a carte blanche so really <laughs> any place of your choice <laughs> well I think if you go to Dubai you have to enjoy this beautiful beach and uh, there is a fantastic restaurant that I love on the beach uh, which is Shimmers S h i double m e r s okay and, and that's really beautiful that's for lunch or dinner and obviously if you really want to have fun you have to go to namos namos is the place to be our days is uh is all the bling bling that uh, <laughs> dubai that dubai uh, shows off and uh, that's that's for the that's for the place to be But okay. if you want something that is, for me, the most exclusive and which is also Dubai and even more Dubai for me, it's a place which is Sonara and that's in the middle of the desert and um, beautiful restaurant. You go there with a four by four car and you arrive mm -hmm. in the middle of nothing And uh, and now they have Sonara and they have the nest, which is in the middle of an oasis. The service is incomparable. Um, you will never find a better place in the desert than uh, than Sonara. So that's for me. Okay. And that's the top of the top. All right. We'll link those in the comments. Yeah. If you if you if you go to Sonara, you can come back from Dubai uh, peacefully. You've done it. <laughs> okay. Nice. 
And final, what would be your expat song? Ah, that's a beautiful <sighs> question. You know what I haven't told you is that I got married on an island in Africa, actually, oh, because we nice. were living in Benin at the time. And then we decided to organize a special wedding on an island in Africa, which the name is Bomb Bomb Island. <laughs> and uh, it used to be Portuguese at the time. So the singer that I love the most uh, is Cesar Evoria. Ah. And she's from Cap Verde. She sings in Portuguese. And uh, she's known as a woman without shoes. She was always <laughs> singing without shoes. And, and, and her songs are amazing. And it, it followed me all my life. I, I just love It's always uh, being in a good mood. You just listen to her and it's only good mood. Yeah, she makes you travel a lot. <laughs> very much, very much. Okay, well, lovely. Thank you very much, Florence, for sharing all your experience and tips around expats and couples moving. And oh, it's my can, pleasure. <laughs> we can check it all out in the book, which is now available. Guys, thank Absolutely. you for listening. Uh, everything will be linked in the comments as usual. And feel free to reach out on Instagram at Meet the Expats. And we'll also tag Florence's uh, Instagram and uh, contact details if you want to reach out to her. Thank you so much, Pauline. Thank you, I Florence. I had a lot of pleasure to share. <laughs> oh, likewise. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>